Oh, it's so good to finally lay eyes on you. We've known about you for so long. So good to be with family. It feels like family already to me to come here and be with you. Of course, it's wonderful friends. Yes, I'm Miriam. We have four boys. Um, four boys. Whoa, I'm still alive. <laughs> good. Uh, we just, a couple of hours ago, we saw that our boys haven't arrived at my family in Denmark, so now we feel good. They're safe while we're here so far away. It's the first time away from them for three weeks. Oh, my God. Pray for me. <laughs> the boys will be good. Um, I hear you have the show as well, The Voice. How many like this show? We as a family, we love it because it's a, these blind auditions. And if you're good enough, they'll hit the buzzer for you. And, uh, and then something good could happen. You have a way out in, in life and you have a tutor, a great tutor. And then I got to think sometimes we live our lives like that, don't we? We wait for someone to say or do something for us that will set us free because our, our driving motivation in life can be to get free of this self-imposed prison of insecurity and that we need someone to do something for us. And so, uh, so when we had the women's conference coming up, I asked some of our creatives, we have quite a few actresses and, and film people, I asked, would you want to make a short movie with me about this theme, why we do this, or just talk about it in the movie. Why do we live our lives like this sometimes, waiting for someone to do something for us? Um, and then um, we picked a, a symbol for the conference, something I thought back on when we were in our garden in another part of Germany many years ago. And suddenly we heard the dogs barking in a way they normally did. Not our dogs, but neighbors' dogs, and it came close, and they were and some what on earth is happening? And we went out from our little tent and we saw this huge hot air balloon just hovering over our house, just going past. And we, we could have thrown something at them. It was so low. And then, so I thought, oh, gosh, uh, so our dreams can sometimes, we, we, sometimes we feel stuck, don't we? Sometimes we feel stuck down here. Or we feel that we're hovering just like this meter. I'm above ground now. Or, and we see others up there going for it up in the sky. So I want to live up there as well, living my dream. And, and we wonder, why is it not happening for me now or in this particular area of my life? Why is it not happening? What's wrong with me? And um, sometimes we can have these sandbags that hot air balloons have while they're stuck convictions or behavioral patterns that we've allowed to fester in our lives or circumstances. Um, and then uh, there's this amazing chatterbox inside us. Have you got a chatterbox that says nasty things sometimes to you? You need to get it to keep quiet. But it'll say, can God use me even if I had this sandbag of maybe you were molested as a child, maybe your marriage didn't work out. Maybe you failed in other areas. We think, that's just, that's it. God can't use me anymore. And this negative self-talk can be like static that prevents us from hearing from God what he wants to do with our lives more. Um, there were a couple of questions, well, more, but I've picked two for today to leave with you that uh, got me thinking a while back. How many contributions that God has called you to make for his glory are still wrapped up in good intentions because they've been neutralized by spiritual hesitation. Yeah. Or the second one, what desperate needs are crying out to be met all around you that God cannot meet through you until you confront these lies and discover the courage to fulfill your calling? We need to cast off some sandbags. So we've heard about the divine exchange today and about we can throw these sandbags to Jesus. Whatever's 
is on your sandbag or one of them. Throw one or throw them all, <laughs> whatever. Throw them to God. But the problem can be that if we've flown before, we can be scared of what's going to happen. And TGJX puts this fear that we can have like this. Past crashes can have left us with broken wings, wondering if we've missed the only opportunity to reach the height of our God-given potential, wondering if we can harvest the unleashed potential waiting to be realized within us. So we throw sandbags away so it can lift, but hot air balloon, it needs something more. It needs fire. It needs hot air to go up. And, um, and um, if you hover over ground, you need more fire to come up there. But we often want to be bulletproof and perfect before, before we try anything, right? But then again, if someone's perfect, what's interesting about them? Think about it. We don't want that. We want someone who's issues. And one, they're interesting to listen to. So we need to diffuse the lies, and we can do that with the Word of God. Say, like we said when we've been singing, I am who you say I am. So let's repeat what God says, not what the chatterbox within us says about it. Let's say and repeat, and let it become our own story, what God says. Romans 12, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Because when we, when we think one thought for a long time, we build a freeway of that. And it's difficult to break free of it, but we need to renew our minds, what we think. Um, Hebrews 12 says, let's throw away everything that hinders us. So let's throw some sandbags. Don't hit anyone today. <laughs> but just throw them to Jesus. And, um, and then let him, uh, let him stir up fire or stir up our own fire within us by his Holy Spirit. It says to fix our eyes and consider him uh, so we don't lose heart. So now before you comes up, I'm going to sing a short song I wrote for this little movie we made. Um, the title song is called Living My Dream. Um, it's in the movie when she goes for audition and she sings this song to prove to people that she's more than they think she is. But, um, so it's not, it's not an overly Christian song, but I hope the Holy Spirit can use this to make you want to throw a sandbag or cut some ropes or, or turn up on the fire of the Holy Spirit. Within you. So you can have exchange, the heavenly exchange, because what gives real glory to God, what's honoring to God, is a man or woman who is fully alive and who's fully who we are. So here come living my dream. Like a bright heart evolution, I feel grounded when the sandbags of life weigh me down. Could I throw them overboard? Cut the ropes that cursed up my life, letting the fire within me blaze so I could Something deep within I must follow Even if I risk a broken wing or two My heart beats to a different drum I must dance and get insane 
Einen wunderschönen guten Morgen. Guten Morgen. Some German lessons here. I will not, not uh, talk about football. I, I don't know why, but um, it will be a really difficult time to come to Shout Conference and meet all the other European nations. And at least we, we played three games. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> uh, so good to be here. It's good to be with, to, to be good with, with you as church and with our good friends Jen and Sheridan. Um, they've been in Berlin seven, seven years ago. We went actually to see real football with them, and we went to the Olympic Stadium and saw a game of the Berlin team playing. Um, but it's really good to be here, and, and we honor what God is doing here. They showed us yesterday your city and all the dreams, what, what God wants to do. And we, we, as Miriam said, we just love to be part of, of your family, and we feel like family. We feel it's like an honor for us to be here. Sorry you have to put up with this German accent today. Um, 23, four years ago, we pastored a church in London, or I was the assistant pastor in one of the apostolic churches in London, and one Sunday I spoke about the joke of the Lord. After a service, a lady came to me and said, we say the yoke of the Lord and not the joke of the Lord. <laughs> so whenever you feel something is not just right, um, it's my jet lag, or maybe it's the German accent or whatever. Um, it's an honor for me to travel with Miriam. Um, I'm here at the Child Conference for the last um, 15 years, uh, every year in New Zealand, but it's, very, um, or it's very, not very often we can travel together, and we will celebrate in two weeks' time, we will celebrate 25 years of marriage. Um, that's awesome. <clears throat> As we say, it's grace, it's really grace, um, and traveling without our boys is just awesome. <laughs> hey, today I would like to go with you to a scripture, a very well-known scripture. It's the story of the prodigal son. You have heard it probably very often. And I have heard it often. I'm, I'm a son of a pastor, and uh, I counted. I've probably heard thousand sermons by the age of 18. So I've heard that uh, the sermon of the prodigal son very, very often. The story is that Jesus tells us a story about the two sons, and the one son um, asks for his inheritance, and he takes all the possession. He goes and he spends um, in a not good, in a 
not very good lifestyle. He spends the money with prostitutes, with not a good living. But he comes back to his father, and we know the father is just waiting for him, looking for him, and he runs towards him. He, 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 he surrounds him. He hugs him. He says, welcome back to the family. And, and, and Jesus tells us a story to explain the, the, this awesome love God has for our lives. And hopefully this morning with our songs and everything, this is why we have churches, is to tell people there is a God who loves us. There's a God looking for us. There's a God, he, he has a dream for our life, as we heard just from Miriam's song. There's a God who's, who has put so much in us. But there's something in the story really talked to me some years ago. And this is, the, in, in the beginning of the story, the the, the prodigal son, the, the, the youngest son, he, he comes to his father and he says, Father, give me. I have discovered so many Christians live a lifestyle and it's all about, Father, give me. It's give me a job. Give me health. Give me a good wife. Give me children. Please give me other children. Please give me husband. Give me promotion. And so many people are disappointed. We ask God for something, and God is not providing what we think is, should be good for our life. And we say, we're disappointed with God. God didn't heal me. God didn't give me what I asked him to do. He, I didn't get the promotion. I didn't get the family I wanted to have. I didn't get the job I wanted to have. It's, it's all about Father or God give me, God give me. And we are sometimes disappointed because we feel God is not giving us. We think maybe it's our fault. We haven't had enough faith. Or maybe it's because of that. Or maybe because it's because of sin. And but the story goes on. And this son, when he spent all the money, and, and the Bible says, let's, let's jump into it. It says, but when he came to himself, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger? I will arise, go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am not longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. I believe this is one of the most important processes in our life. It's from give me to make me. Make me your servant. So many times as Christians, we live this lifestyle. It's all about God. God needs to give to me. We need to have more faith in our lives so that we will receive more. It's all about give me God. Give me God. How can I reach my dream? How can I do this? How, how can I live a life so that I can have more from God? But the son, he, came, he comes home. Felt on his knees. And he says, Father, I have a question. Or I'm, I have a request. Make me one of your hired servants. Make me. Now, this is what I believe God really wants us to experience in our life. Going away from God, give me, God, give me, God, give me. But coming to, to this point in our life, on our knees, at the feet of Jesus, 
and asking Jesus, Jesus, it's not about give me. God, it's not about what can I receive. It's not about, about the dream, but it's a question that I have. I, make me, make me your servant. Just imagine, just imagine for a moment, all over the world, on this side of the world and the other side of the world, all the Christians in every church, everyone believes in Jesus, would, would, would come honestly before God, honestly fall on our knee, everyone, and would just ask, God, make me the person you want me to be. Make me your servant. You see, I, this, is, this is what I believe. This is, I believe this is a revolution God wants to, to, to bring to our church. It's something God really wants to do in our hearts. It's, it's, this, it's this connection with God where, where we say, it's not longer about me. It's not longer about my dream. It's not long. God, I, what I really want, make me your servant. Bring change into my heart. Bring, bring change into my character. Bring change into my marriage. Bring change into our family. Bring change into my job. God, I, I really ask you, make me, make me your servant. It's all about servants. It's all about serving God. It's such an important process, I believe. And, and I believe so many Christians are... Um, are stuck in the, in the first phase in that sense. I, I believe it is right to come to God and ask God. And it is, it is okay to ask for health. It is okay to ask for a good marriage. It's okay to ask for a good husband. It's okay to ask for a good wife. It's okay to ask for children. It's okay to ask God for all the things because God loves to honor us. God loves to, to bless us. God loves to do good things in our lives. But there's one plan, there's one thing for God that's more important. He wants to make you into his image. And to make you to into his image, he goes through stuff in our lives. Let's read James, James 1, 2 to 4. It says, my brethren, count it for all joy when you fall into various trials Knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, but let patience have its perfect work, so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Wow. What a life. God wants you to be perfect. Isn't that great? God wants you to be a perfect husband, a perfect wife, a perfect person. God wants us... To make, make us complete so that we're lacking nothing. That, that, that is awesome. God's plan is great. It's, it's, it's fantastic. But he describes the way. He says, count it for all joy when you experience testing, trials, when you experience things because God uses those things to change us. Like the prodigal son had to go through stuff. Like Joseph, who had this great dream. And Joseph had an amazing dream, right? He had the dream of becoming number two in the state. And you think, wow, what a great dream. But God took him through a journey. And when Joseph was ready to say, God, make me your servant, God could use him. 
God couldn't use him. And when Joseph was just asking for, give me, God, give me. You gave me the dream and give me. God could not use him. But when he was changed, when he came to God and, and cried to God and said, God, make me your servant, God could use him. And the same as you and me. I remember when, when God gave me this dream, I was, I was about 19, 18, 19 years old. I experienced the, the fall of the wall in Berlin. And I had this dream about planting churches in Berlin and, and reaching the east. And, and it took some years. And nine years ago, we moved, we moved to Berlin to plant a church. And, and we, we, I felt like, we are here, God. We're doing it for you. And, and it didn't go really well. We, we've, we experienced depression in our family. We experienced that lack of money. We experienced sickness. We experienced things that not, didn't go well in church. And we felt like really losers and going nowhere. And said, God, why? I'm here doing it all for you. We have given up all the other stuff just... And God spoke very clearly, Jürgen, it's not what you do for me. It's, it's how you become and who you become. It's not about God give me. It's God make me. You know, God is so much interested to make you the person he originally created you to be. God is so much interested to fulfill the dreams he has for your life. God is so much interested to, to give you success. He's so much interested to fulfill your dreams. He's so much interested. But the way he wants to lead you is to bring you to the point and bring me always again to the point where we come to Jesus and say, Jesus, here I am. My question is, please make me your servant. Make me your servant. So many churches are filled with frustrated Christians. God, I ask you for this, and you did not give me this. I ask you for that, and, you, and, and they hurt me, and he hurt me, and she hurt me. And God, make me your servant. The only thing I'm asking you, make me the person you wanted me to be. Here I am. I want to serve you. What does it mean to serve Jesus? How can we serve Jesus? In Matthew 23, 11 to 12, it says, but, who, but he who is greatest among you shall be your servant, and whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. I think the key, the key for success in our life, the key to become more like Jesus, the key to become his servant is to say to Jesus, I want to be your servant. I want to give you some points this morning how we, be, how we can serve God in a better way and how I believe God can change our hearts to become better servants. I hope you get it even if it's with a German accent. The first thing is it should be, we should be servants out of joy and thankfulness. Servants out of joy and thankfulness. In Luke 10, 19 to 20, it says, 
Um, behold, I give you the authority to tremble on serpents and scorpions and, and all over the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. I'm so thankful for this scripture. Because my joy is not dependent on my success. If my joy would be dependent on my success, my joy would go like up and down, up and down, up and down. Sometimes God answers my prayers. Sometimes God is not answering my prayers. Sometimes people get healed, but sometimes people don't get healed. Sometimes I pray for things and God does it, but sometimes it, it doesn't happen. I'm so happy that, that my joy is not dependent on circumstances because sometimes my circumstances are good and sometimes they are not good. Sometimes my bank account is filled, not very often, but sometimes it's not. But my joy is not dependent on that. You know, it, the Bible says our joy is dependent on our name is written in heaven. And here's the thing. It was in a service like this. I lifted my hand and, at one point. And even I was raised in a Christian family, I knew I need to make a decision. And I remember that day when, when I said, yes, Jesus, I want to serve you. I remember that, that I felt, yes, my name is written in heaven. And, and this joy came into my heart. This, this peace came into my life. And I knew I'm a child of God. I'm, I'm saved. I know my name is written in heaven. And it doesn't matter if my bank account is filled or not. It doesn't matter if my, if my body has pain or not. It doesn't matter if, if, if God is answering my prayers or not. My name is written in heaven. And I want to be a servant who says, I my joy and my servant my, to, to serve is not dependent on circumstances. Is because my name is written in heaven. This is why Christians, sons and daughters of God, every morning when we stand up, when our watch, our iPhone is ringing, and we wake up in the morning, the first thing we can think about is, I'm saved. I'm saved. Come on. We don't need a band to help us every Sunday. Please think about think about it. No, come on. Every day. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we are saved. Our names are written in heaven. I believe it's so important. We are servants out of joy. You know, sometimes we tell people we have the best message in the world. And people look into our marriage and our families and I think, maybe your message is good, but it doesn't look good. Come on. Churches should be filled with joy. Our families, our marriages, everything. Come on. Our names are written in heaven. This is a reason to celebrate. It's a reason to have party. It's a reason to say, yes, this is the best message of the world. And the second thing is, it's, we are servants not only out of joy, but out of friendship. John 15, 15, it says, No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends. For all things that I've heard from my father, I've made known to you. What now? Are we friends or servants? Jesus says, we are not servants, we are friends. Here's the thing. If you serve 
because you have to. You're a slave. But we are not servants because we have to. God hates slavery. We want to serve because we're friends. When the son comes back, when the younger son comes back, he, he didn't have to come back, but he wanted to come back. I want to come back. I want to be with my father. Father, make me your servant. I ask you. I don't have to be here, but I want to be here. You know, in church, you don't have to be here. If you feel like you have to be here, you're free to go. I don't know if your pastor agrees, but I say you're free to go. <laughs> church should not be filled with Christians who feel like I have to be here. We don't have to be here. You don't have to serve in the worship team. You don't have to serve on the, on, on the Asher team. You don't have to serve on the welcoming team. You don't have to do it. We want to do it. Because Jesus is my friend. Because Jesus gave me hope. He, I had nothing. I was, I was lost, but now I'm fine. I want to serve. It's the best thing I gave him. I, I want to give him my life. I want to give him everything. Because he gave me everything. And sometimes we look into churches and we look into Christian family and we think, I don't know if I want that. It doesn't feel really happy and feels like slavery instead of people looking into our families and into our lives and say, wow, I see the passion. I see the joy. You're really a friend of Jesus. You, you're crazy. You, you, you are full of passion. What is wrong with you? And you can say, I, I, I can't differ. I have to serve. I'm so full. I'm so thankful. I'm not a slave. I'm a friend. I like to go to church. I like to serve. I like to stand up 8 o'clock in the morning. I like to do the setup. I like to do the set down. I like to go to church. I like to serve. I like to do it because I'm a friend of Jesus. Come on, are you a friend of Jesus? No, a slave must. A servant wants. A slave makes the minimum. How much do I have to do? How many hours do I have to come? A servant reaches out for the maximum. A slave goes one mile. A servant goes an extra mile. A slave feels robbed. A servant gives freely. A slave is bound. A servant is free. A slave is fighting for his rights. A servant lays down his rights. Number three is a servant is willing to be positioned. He came home. In the beginning he said, Father, give me. Give me money, give me, give me, give me. Give me what I want, give me my dream, my. But when he came home and he fell on his knees, he said, Father, Make me your servant. And he, he did not just say, make me your servant. He said, make me like one of your hired servants. That means, wherever you want me to be, I will be. Whatever you tell me to do, I will do. I'm dreaming sometimes. I'm a pastor, so sometimes I dream. And I know Sheridan dreams the same dream. Let's imagine, we, we dream together all over the world, just for a moment. All over the world, in every church, in every church all over the world, every person 
would go to his leader and say, whatever you want me to do, I will do. Just, just, just believe for a moment we have good leaders, really nice leaders. I know it's difficult, but just for a moment. And we know they have good intention. But just imagine for every person all over the world, every Christian would say, God, wherever you want me, I will do it. Wherever you send me, I will go. Whatever you ask me to give, I will give. I'm your servant. Don't you believe you would have revival? Don't you believe you would have revival? Here's the key. We could start it here. It's difficult to start on the other side of the world, but we could start it here. If everyone here in the Hamilton Church, everyone would say, okay, from now on, I'm a servant. I serve. Whatever is necessary, I will do. Not because I have to, because I want to. I'm not a slave. I'm a servant. But I want to serve. I want to be positioned. I'm willing. I'm free. God, where you want me to be, I will be. God, what you ask me to do, I will do. Number four is called, or I, I called it, it's a servant who loves and serves the vision of the house. You know, the younger brother comes and serves the vision of his father. He comes and even he lived a life which was not good, but he came and, and he served and he said, now I want to serve the vision of the house. But there was the older brother and the older brother was in the house and he was not happy that the younger brother came home. He was not happy that the father had a party for the younger brother comes home. So the, young, the older brother was in the house but had not the vision of the house. You can be in the house. You can, be even, you can even be in church, but you not live the vision of the Father. You not live the vision God has for your life. No, we, we can be religious. We can do the right thing. We can be in service. We can give, we can, can ties. We can, we can be there. At, at, at some, some point, we feel, yeah, I'm part of it, but you feel I'm not really part of it. I'm coming, I'm, I'm, I'm going in, I'm, I'm going out, but I'm not really part of it. I'm, I'm not dreaming the same dream as my father dreams. I'm not dreaming the same vision as the house is dreaming. God is looking for people who in, in a way falling on their knees to Jesus again and again and say, Jesus, it's your dream. It's your vision. Make me, make me. How many times have we just come to God and say, give me? God, give me that. God, I have a problem, give me that. God, I need money, give me. God, I need this, give me. And God loves to give. He's not holding back. Like parents, we love to give. But what we really want to see is change in heart, change in relationship. So I've, I believe God is calling us today. God is calling us to go the next step, the next level, saying God is not only about give me. It's not only about 
being discouraged because things are not going the way that I would like them to go. It's, it's just about God. It's not dependent on circumstances anymore. It's not about if I'm happy or not. It, it doesn't matter what's going around me, but I, have, I, I make a decision today. I, Jesus, I really want to follow you. And I'm asking you, make me. Make me. Make me. It's a servant with the right heart. That's my last point because I believe everything has to do with our heart. And Proverbs is saying, with all diligence, take care of your heart because out of your heart the issues of life are flowing. God is, God is looking. God is looking for our hearts. In my message, I do not want to say that God does not want, does not like to bless. I, I believe God likes to bless us. I believe he, he loves to bless us with good families, with, 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 with money, with jobs, with, with God. God is a God who, who, he loves to pour out his blessing upon us. But this is not the first goal he has for our life. The first goal for our life is to change us into his image, to take us on a journey. And sometimes... When I look back into my, in, in my life, if I look back for 25 years of marriage, it's not always easy. Circumstances are not always up here. Bank account is not filled always. Children, it's not always happy, happy. Church is not always easy. Jobs are not always without challenge. But in every circumstance, in every situation, what God wants me, he wants, a, he wants a willingness in my heart. Jesus, I don't like it. I don't understand it. I, I, don't, want to, I don't want to camp here. I don't believe this is the calling for my life, this situation. But my joy is not dependent on the circumstances. But what I pray, Jesus, is make me your servant. So maybe you are in a difficult situation. Maybe family is challenging. Maybe job is challenging. Maybe money is challenging. Maybe health issues are challenging. Here's the best way. Become a servant. Become a servant. Become a servant in the house. Become a servant in lifestyle. Become a servant in family. But become a servant. Because who, he, who serves, God lifts up. Who serves will become more like him. Because he was a servant. So today I want to invite you to make a decision. To decide it's not dependent on circumstances. But I want to decide I want to become a servant. Make me Jesus. Make me a servant. Let's pray together. Jesus, we thank you that you're not asking us 
anything to do what you have not done before. And you became a servant. You, become a ser you became a servant and you've been lifted up. And we know that when we serve you, when we ask you, make us your servants, you will lift us up. And this morning I pray that you will lift us up. That you will lift us up. But help us to decide to become the servants.